Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This week, I'm sitting down with GT and Jane from Arturia. How you going? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. How you going, Tom? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, the reason I wanted to chat to you guys is, uh, you know, like, as I've been working with lots of artists and, you know, everyone's career is getting stronger and everyone's growing, people are starting to work on larger scale and uh, do big installations and things like that. And um, I keep coming across you two like working on big big art projects and sort of assisting the artists and help them um, you know achieve their vision I guess yeah we kind of we kind of sneak in like they, they don't ask for us we just kind of sneak in <laughs> so can you uh, can you explain a bit about like um, what it is that you guys do yeah well um, maybe we should kind of go from the start Pretty much we sort of have backgrounds of um, building custom fit outs, art backgrounds and I guess artists have sort of, that we've met along the way, our travels almost have basically come across big projects and they need help. So we would sort of come in and say, right, what's your, what's the craziest thing you want to do? How far do you want to push yourself? And let's work together and see if we can get these builds done or make your piece bigger um, and, you know, bring it off the canvas or off the wall, so to speak, and create more of a an installation. That sort of thing is sort of how we kind of got into it, just by people so needing I'm, more muscle maybe yeah. behind it. Yeah, um, like my backgrounds in the building game hmm. have, have been for quite a few years. And I think between, like, Jane has, um, she's got fashion design and, and she's actually a really good painter. Um, and I do my sculpture and all that kind of stuff. Um, so adding all that together, but I think having the building uh, experience helps quite a lot. And the, 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 the creativity with the building um, is what I actually really like. So, so helping artists work with um, the creative aspect of building is I love it yeah it's cool yeah I guess making cool shit if an artist <laughs> has an idea we can sort of add um, dimension to it and reverse engineer sort of the end game um, and then make it obviously structurally sound and um, easy to be purchased removed and reinstalled without doing too much damage to the actual integrity of the work overall or the installation yeah. damage <laughs> so um, too much so, so how do you initially get involved with like um like such a large group of artists um probably uh i think when we came back from kananara so we were living up um the top end of, of wa and um a very small town and we both had an itch to get back into art um, because you know, we were kind of surrounded by Aboriginal art and we worked on Aboriginal art gallery up there and um, just kind of came back to Melbourne and really got stuck into it I suppose. We just got into the scene, went to galleries, went to shows, met people then, then it was kind of led on to, I was working from home so I had the printer set up at home um, and then uh, you know, doing that on the side and then um, needed a space outside of home because it was kind of a Ugg boots and trackies day every day. So it was like, got to get out of this, need to break the habit. So uh, the, the choice was to set up um, a studio space and gallery. So that was Lane's End in Fitzroy. Um, and uh, yeah, and just met everyone basically and, and, and carried on from there. And, and I've known quite a few artists since before then um, but I guess it was that kind of transgression over from the building world and you know as a separate entity to my own art kind of thing and just melding them both together and, and kind of wanting to collaborate as well mm. um, with artists like when we started out doing large format printing and that and we obviously didn't want to do your standard stock standard printing um, so yeah, we just kind of started printing, GT would design some images and we'd print and 
put them sort of out there as wallpapers or fine art prints and stuff like that. And then artists were sort of going, I've got a client that, you know, I'm a, I'm a painter or a graffiti artist or in, in that kind of format, but they want a fine art piece to put in their uh, foyer or in their lounge room. If I send you a file, would you be able to print that and install it? So it was kind of really, really organic how the whole thing came about. It was just sort of people sort of, we put it out there, what we were doing for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) And then artists kind of came, well, can you do this? Can you do that? And we sort of thought, well, yeah, we can. And um, like, how do you want it to be done? And that sort of that it really just came so easy and then it was sort of all of a sudden GT's working his full-time job in construction I was working in another position full-time and we sort of found ourselves lending every spare second to building more with other people and and sort of generating really good kind of community and mm-hmm. like collaborating with artists although in the collaboration we weren't actually doing the art we were just I guess making we're making we it would tangible. Do, yeah, changing the way. media um, and, yeah, putting it in its place. Because mm. <laughs> every time, you know, I've worked with you guys on a project or been or seen you guys in action anyway, it's been... Um, Arguments? No. Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of them. But I've, I've been working with, with builders block. as well. And I just find that, um, you know, like, it's sort of... You know, people like you are needed to help um, artists progress in their career, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, when, when you first start out, you know, you might just start drawing on paper and then you might start painting some little paintings and then you start playing around with different mediums and, you know, you have your first exhibition and it's just a few paintings hung on a wall. And as you start going through your career, you're looking to go bigger and better each time. And, um, and then I think you... you you start dreaming bigger as well, but you don't really have the skills to be able to pull off like a, you know, something, build something that's um, ambitious but structurally sound within the gallery and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, like even when we're working on the Untold project together, like you guys came in as just an extra set of hands mm. to help everyone. But yeah, I reckon you're the busiest people in there. Macca was, uh, <laughs> he was going, well, everyone was going pretty hard at it, but... Yeah, oh, Macca did an incredible job. He was, he was in there every hour we were, and uh, yeah, he was um, he was giving it a good slog. But look, everyone, you know, was really tucking in. But yeah, as for you know, sweat on the brow kind of work. Yeah, Macca, I'll, I'll give that man a, a yeah round of applause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely that that project was really trying. We came in. Um, well, we, I guess we were sort of asked to be there as sort of the people to just help with anything. Like, so we, you know, had a van load of tools and we had, you know, a bunch of spare timber and framework and all that sort of stuff. So as the artists sort of funneled through, they kind of, their ideas grew when they've seen the space, they had an original concept. And then I guess we sort of said, well, you know, if that's what you're thinking, maybe we can do this and this and this. Um, and then in turn, everything just grew. So yeah, the need well, for us to be there it, and it like help that, was yeah, bigger. It, it helped that Rolly had already known what we were capable of. Yeah. So it was easy for him to say, hmm. you know, I, I think I, I know you guys will be able to help each artist in however they need to do anything, which we can. You know, that's, that's always something we can do. Hmm. If we don't know how to do it, we'll just Google it. <laughs> work it out like everyone doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what you're doing yeah, eh? that's it a couple of YouTube videos and uh, yeah yeah electroplating something crazy or doing something but yeah <laughs> and um, and Jane you're pretty handy with the tools like you come from a fashion background how do you learn all the um, the trading um, stuff I have always <laughs> been like I'm basically my dad's daughter in the fact that my brothers were playing football and I you know uh, I was with my dad in the shed making sinkers to go fishing with, you know, like melting everything and then building tree houses. Have you, have you and... seen the movie Kenny? Is it Kenny? <laughs> Kenny, yeah, the that, That's literally that's her my dad. dad. Yeah. Hands and, down. And his name's Ken. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dead set. It's like, yeah. I guess. He's, that's, that's almost yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much my dad, yeah. but he doesn't wear We're the We're just sunnies. looking at a stubby holder for anyone yeah. that's um, I've always grown up and especially working with GT, 
there, there's never been an exception to me being a girl. Like, it was never an excuse. It was, if you want to do it, you need to learn how to do it. Or if you want it done, learn how to do it. So, you know, I recently renovated the bathroom upstairs and my dad's a plumber by trade, but he wasn't going to do anything. He stood there with my brother in tow and told me how to do it. Mm. How This is how you cut the you know, the pipes, this is how you, you got to get in the floorboards, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. So I grew up never being an exception, like never, never being, oh, here, I'll do it. Like give that, give that, you know, hammer to me or, you know, I'll cut the firewood. It was like, well, if you, you're mm. cold and you want the fire lit, we need to go cut firewood, let's cut it. Mm. So it was always, and yeah, GT does the same thing. I'm more yeah, willing to learn. Yeah. Actually, she pulls the weight around the house <laughs> the most. It's, I get home and I'm out. Yeah, you do I just want Jane, to Jane's like uh, OCD, ADD mixed together. She's like constantly working. But anyway, yeah. yeah. It's good because it's like you don't have a limiting belief that that's men's work and all that sort of, you know what I mean? Like no, old, old yeah. fashioned thinking, you know. Because mm. I've even like, like I've, I'm a twin. And my, my brother's a builder. I know that. And he's he's like full trading. We're chalk and cheese. <laughs> it's like the builder and the artist. Yeah. And, it's, and we, we even look that like that, you know. Yeah. And it's like... Um, but uh, so I've always had this idea, like, that I'm pretty crap with, like, power tools and all that sort of stuff. Because my dad would make us chop wood when we were kids. And he'd just be getting through them. And, um, and I'd... <laughs> Be like struggling to pick the axe up, you know. Nearly chopped my toes off. (laughs) But um, so I had this idea in my head that I wasn't good at any of that stuff. But um, but through sort of stepping it up with my art Mm. and um, starting to build a lot more with my art as well, and working with um, you know, the woodworkers at my studio, and they got to a point where they're sending me bills, and I'm like, man, I can probably just learn to do this myself. Totally. Oh, it's definitely the way to go, but you're putting us out of business. Yeah, no, 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 no. I still need to buy all the tools and everything, but um, but I'm getting to a point now where I'm a lot more hands-on than I used to be. I used to just pay them, but now I'm I'm getting to a point where it's like the volume I'm putting through them is ridiculous. You feel it like more of a sense, like you're a lot, prouder it's of an the accomplishment final. yeah, yeah it is it. It's when absolutely when, when you can do it from you know, start artists to finish are, there's artists out there i know that outsource everything yeah and great they've got the visual they've got the idea um that's fine but i don't know when i see an artist that you know can have that you know go from concept to construction or, or mm. creation um I think it's great. Like, I, I, you know, I couldn't care less if every artist in the world could do the whole lot and we had no work mm. doing that. I'd be happy because, mm. yeah, I just, I like that when an artist can at least get in there and give it a shot. You yeah. might be shit at it, but yeah. um, <laughs> but at least you're giving it, giving it a go to yeah. create it and, and doesn't mean you have to do it. And also, too, some artists just don't have the time to, mm. you know, something I could do in maybe an hour or two hours might take yeah. time a day or two days. Well, time a, management's a different thing. <laughs> a funny sure. thing with the um, Chaz from the London police, he um, had a, a vision at Untold of what he wanted, but because the ceilings were so high that for him to see his vision, he had to be on the ground floor. So he was pushing me around on a trolley while I was screwing things in for him. And then he was like, "Mm, maybe over here, maybe over there. So it was really needed two people to be part of that. And because he works, he's like a a soul artist. He definitely needed a sidekick. So Mm. that sort of thing works really well for us. And I really like, we really enjoy getting pushed and doing different things and being part of the end game, which mm. is just a bit, the end. It's really what people get to view, which is why it's important. Yeah. To it's, be not part like of it. it's not like your name's on it as well. They take, <coughs> no. they take all the glory. No, but that's not, yeah. that's not, that's not the reason why we do it. It's really, it's, it's just fun. to stand back awesome. and look at it and go, well, yeah, like it's the end goal. It mm. doesn't matter whose name's on it. Um, obviously it's the artist's concept, so it's mm. them, but to take a photo and say, we helped build this or we helped, you know, that's, that's gratification yeah. enough, I think. Cause going back to what I was saying before about like either learning whatever medium to produce whatever result or actually just outsourcing it to somewhat to a professional, like I've spoken to artists about it and they, and 
majority of them just say, look, if, if I want to make some sculptures, but I'm not a sculptor, mm. or I want to make some plates or anything like that, like, may as well get someone who's really good at it, <coughs> and then you just, you do your art to collaborate with them. Yeah, or, or, I, or, yeah. sorry. Yeah, because I think, I think that's a, um, it can save you, like, you know, you know, you know what it's like when you're learning, and you, you know, the... The output's never really that the good. The trial and error well, sometimes does yeah. yeah. Sometimes you want to just turn <laughs> yes. it around and go, all right, I want it to look really good yeah. with when my it, art on it or whatever. Yeah. And um, So I think it is worthwhile like outsourcing, but unless you really want to learn something. There's, like, there, well, there's certain it. things like I've, I've shown a few artists um, how to make a mould for a sculpture or mm -hmm. whatever, but I think it's important in those cases too, like when you're working with um, materials that are costly... Like, I've, I've wasted thousands of dollars of silicon and resins, like thousands, um, just out of learning and, mm. and uh, practicing. And not every artist has the opportunity to, to be able to go and, you know, I've had a good, uh, luckily, luckily enough, I've had a good, you know, fairly good wage over the years from the building and everything. So I've always had that extra money to go, I can afford a thousand dollars worth of silicon kind of thing. And, you know, what if... I lose all that silicon. It's oh well, yeah. I'll be spewing, but um, yeah. You know, you so were I very think trial and error yeah, in the beginning until you sort very of met Will Coles. Experimental, and but yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Coles was like a major help for me. Like it was, it was kind of through messenger, and it's like, hey, dude, I'm you know, what should I use here? What should I use there? And uh, guided, you know, and, and it's like I like to pass that on them to yeah the you've had people thing, going so. oh can you show me how to do this so you know we've got such a huge space here that people have you know put it to us to come over and like almost do a little workshop day like mm. it's all fun and games you know um which is good if you can learn a little bit from someone else and then you give a little bit back it works well yeah it's real surprising when you're um, working with new materials and like how much they actually cost. Sometimes when you just go, oh, I'm going to make make this. Like I'm, I'm doing a big uh, wooden installation at the moment, and like I bought just bought a few sheets of wood the other day, and it was a thousand bucks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, it's popped down the street. Like, they're like, oh, but it's just a yeah. wall. It's like, yeah. But I thought I was going to spend like two hundred bucks, and the guy's like, oh, it's nine hundred and eighty dollars. It's like, hang on a sec. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> But yeah, it, 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 there's, there's, um, that's the other thing too is you know materials and, and costing and especially in building it's, you know it's it's not cheap. That's a, yeah, it's dependent on what you're building and what its use case mm. is. You know, if it's a temporary structure or permanent, it, it can change. Like even even just jumping from temporary, you know, a one day activation wall uh, you know a paint up wall that's just going up for one day for an activation for whoever building that wall for something it's got to be permanent or at least uh, you know six months or three months or one two three four you have to build it different so you structurally you build it different you build it aesthetically different um because it's more efficient because if you you know let's say if a, a paint up wall was two thousand dollars for something that's going to stay up for three months or whatever fine but you could if it was staying up for a day you can build that same similar wall that'll do the job for half the price mm. in you know depending obviously on all the um what's going on the with variables. it but, but yeah it's like it's time and uh you know the quality that is needed for the job like, and mm. that's what we do we go all right well is is a job for one day is a job for one week 10 weeks permanent whatever mm. um so that that can change a lot yeah, my um my uncle builds um sets for TV and film, or he did in the eighties anyway. I don't know what he does now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, hook yeah. us up. Yeah, we but, want to see what he's got. <laughs> but he um it was funny, like because you'd see all everything he um he built was sort of just to be, you know, you never really Look touch good it from and, one angle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I remember he he, he built like my mum a kitchen. <laughs> And oh man, it just but, so yeah. Set, set builders, are, <laughs> set builders are, are great. Um, I've worked with some set designers and builders before. It's a whole years. different game, and and it is. It's about time, efficiency, cost, yeah. everything. Like just do it's it as just cheap as possible, yeah. so it looks yeah. It doesn't the way have we to be practical. 
Yeah. You know, Streamline. If, yeah. if there's two people standing behind the wall holding up the wall, and, and I've seen that happen where there's guys standing there holding something because mm. it's literally in a shot for no more than five seconds mm. or, or something on, on the TV show. Mm. Um, so there's people standing behind the wall to hold it so they don't have to build the extra structure. They mm. just walk it in, hold it there, boom, walk it out. Yeah. Gotcha. Job done. So you Job guys done. have you guys have worked on some um, pretty cool projects. Like like what are some of the projects you've worked on? I don't know. I've got um, a really bad memory. Yeah. Well, probably John, my favourite thus far would be working with Ambush Gallery, uh, T World, and Vivid Sydney on a whole gallery space um, with Shepherd Ferry for yeah. him coming oh, that, over. Yeah, first um, year. That was. That was <laughs> Last yeah, year, so he he was brought over by Vivid Sydney to do a massive um, mural in Sydney, and I guess kind of last minute sort of thought oh, I'd be great <laughs> if I could have a show, and then so I guess two weeks out of him landing, pretty mm. much we were sort of hey, do you guys think you could like work with us, get a space, put on a gallery, hang his artwork, sell his artwork, and. It was, we kind of just went to Sydney without even knowing if they'd be allowed to. Mm. I don't know the, I don't know the background of all of that. We just knew that we had to be there just in case the show was a go ahead. Um, we, we, so literally, we, we literally turned a, a shell of a retail <laughs> shop in, yeah. in, a, in Kensington Street in Sydney, an awesome street. Um, it was Spice unfinished, Alley it was never there. finished. Um, just turned it into a. Uh, yeah. Did you see it? You came up. Did I you? Was, yeah. I was there. Yeah. I was yeah. Yeah. With you guys. yeah. 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 That's yeah, right. Exactly. So you saw. You saw the hours see, see, it took. See what I mean by my memory. You guys um, were um, work. Yeah, but, we were doing was, sort of twenty-one hour days. Well, that was a hundred and hundred and forty hour week. Yeah. That's yeah. what we did each in one week. So, so yeah, it was on average. Uh, I guess to paint a picture for the people that are listening, basically it was an empty shell of a building. Um, which required it to look like a gallery and perform like a gallery. So we built the whole structure, all the walls, um, worked with a lighting guy painting. to get all the lighting done. It was health painting as well. Yes. Awesome. Um, and then we hung 135 pieces of artwork, which arrived in crates a day and a half before the opening night. For sure. Yeah, I've got the shot, shot of you like walking it out because you were carrying <laughs> you were carrying his works out too that was yeah fun. yeah we definitely um, needed a few hands but, on deck but for working, the last day but see that that's where kind of you get the chance to work with the artist um and working with Shepard was like you know this is awesome you know he's coming out at the night and he loved me play set you know what do you call it playlist playlist play set, play set. <laughs> play set. you know yeah. play play-doh um, lego and you know that was that was really cool. That was a massive highlight for me, actually. That's what I remember the most is, is like, who's who's playing this playlist? And I said, that's mine. And he's like, can we play it on the opening night? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Shit, yeah, yeah. That, that for me was like, fucking yes. Because we were so burnt out. Like, it was kind of like back to ambush, crash. Hmm. And then literally, you know, four or five hours later, we're back at at um, Kensington Street building the gallery so we built that hung the walls um, hung the artwork hung, and then hung the artwork and then we did all the printing so all the all the printing all the window signage all the exterior signage mm. And we and did that, that prior leaving Melbourne in the hopes that the show would go ahead. Yeah, so we, we sort weren't of even sure that it was a hundred percent in this space. We didn't even know if we so, could have the space. Um, but um, that yeah, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. But, yeah, we've yeah, been given some really great opportunities um, that are risky um, in the fact that we sort of drop our life down here and <clears throat> take off to the unknown, not knowing what tools we need or materials well, was, we need and just having a vague idea of what might happen. Hmm. But, but that's what we like. It was like, actually a the week, unknown. It was a week before the Shepherd Fairy show that um, we were already up in Sydney, literally across the road from it at the right. old, Claire, old Claire hotel and we were doing uh, um we were An doing some stuff for, for eddie's ambit for george rose like full makeover we did floor graphics in the old Claire hotel window graphics um, amazing like it looked <clears> insane <throat> there was an activation wall that she painted um 
yeah, we did all the floor, we did mirror graphics, window, everything. And that was, yeah, that, that was really cool, actually. That was, that was a 21-hour awesome day. Kind of I think we impact. shared a block of and chocolate for the yeah, entire day. Like we maybe got held back for like, And see, this is the problem in the, on the our side is um, the timeline. Like, you know, <clears> we have to kind of work to, you know, hey, it's opening tomorrow, you need to get it done. Yeah, so we don't have no a choice, choice because people are relying on us if we've said yes. So it's that's amazing where, that's how where our, far yeah, you can push yourself, though. Kind of, it's, it hurts having integrity. <laughs> yeah. But um, but the high but, five but, at the end but, is worth But at it. the end of it all, you kind of go have a sleep and, or a couple of beers and or ciders. Um, and uh, it's amazing. Like, you know, and yeah. like people like uh, you know, Eddie Zamet, he's insane with what he does. He's, he's really hard exactly. to work with, like really hard to work with, but he's a, he's a perfectionist. Um, and it does me head in. Like, I'm, I'm a kind of, like, 99.9%, yeah, looks good. Um, but he's, like, he takes that extra 0.1% um, and pushes you. So he's been a very, you know, a, an integral part of, of us building up and working, like, opportunities to kind of do larger-scale um, yeah, work, Yeah, well, I guess which he's putting... Th- he's risking um, whoever client he's working for to June back five. us... Mm to back us that, um, you know, because it is the unknown and, and I guess he, it, him and Ambush mm. and Vivid Sydney and all of that, it was all the unknown for that and the fact that they put um, John, their, tru- like their trust amazing. in us. They're yeah. incredible. They put their trust in us to finish well, a job and produce. what they do for artists is insane, putting them up and, and doing that. It's, <clears> it's rad. <throat> love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah, we've done some big jobs, but I would say the Shepherd Ferry one's probably one of my favourite. I had the opportunity to sit the gallery for the three or four weeks that the show ran um, and, and sell the artwork, which is also something I really enjoy doing, especially when it is an artist of his calibre and, you know, presenting the messages that he does. That would be a highlight for us, but just the same, you know, working with some of Melbourne's best artists um, on projects like you know, even just installing Julian's piece um, yeah, for his yeah. client, that the end game is so rewarding, like getting to take that photo mm. in a client's house like where the, this... we saw him make the artwork. We saw him yeah, we bring him the little timber uh, blocks in and, and stick them down. And then we saw the whole process of him painting the entire artwork. Then we installed it um, as part of his installation. Then, you know, a client bought it then we took it you know deinstalled it took it to their house installed it so we've seen the project from its infancy all the way through to a happy client and you know their children sitting around in all looking at this amazing piece yeah so it's kind of it's, it's not cool. just the, and, and like when you get the, the clients are just kind of like oh my god mm-hmm. like today with um going to install Al's piece so i came over and you know it's obviously seen you this morning and Picked up Al's piece and I thought, all right, okay, here we go. Like, you never know when you go to a job, even if it's hanging a simple artwork. Um, you know, people think, oh, it's just a screw in the wall. But then all of a sudden you get to the job and, and you don't have anything to screw into the wall or there's, there's shelving in the way or there's or it's just the <clears> composition's <throat> completely out. Like, I, I have a lot of times told them I don't think it's a good idea to hang it there. It looks off like um and the the guys today that um, bought one of mysterious owls pieces um so i picked that up and then took it to the install and and they were planning on moving it in this one section they wanted a shelving actually pulled off the wall and i would have to patch that and clean it and repaint the whole wall this is a beautiful house in in middle park and um you know it's like a multi-million dollar pat like pretty swish um and I actually looked at it and said, no, hang on a sec, like, right where this space right here, I just held it up for them. And they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, we didn't even think of that. So it was kind of, I didn't end up putting one screw in the wall. Um, you know, I, I lost, you know, half a day's pay by shooting myself in the foot by giving them a better option for composition. And we ended up standing the artwork on the uh, you know the side table that was running along this wall, and it was perfect. It looked uh, you know from every angle where you came in, where you walked into the space, 
it was just boom right there. And um, yeah, I, I lost kind of two, three hours work by just giving them the best option, um, which turned out to be the easiest option. Um, but everyone was happy and they were just like, it's amazing. Like, we're, we can't believe we didn't even think of that. Yeah. So though, even though, um, you know, the money thing's the money thing, but you know, even that, um, you kind of like walk away and go, they're stoked, you know, Al will be stoked, um, the client's stoked, I'm stoked, everyone's happy. Well, it is a Friday, you know, pub yeah. lunch. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those yesterday with Mr. Sunshine. You know, you were saying earlier that you, um, you know, you started Lane's End Gallery in the studio as well. Like, do you, was that, when you approached that building, was that just an empty shell again and you built, you fitted it out so there was studio space and a gallery in there? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a friend of a friend um, come across that space and, and uh, yeah, it was just the same. It was just kind of a bit of a bricolage in what we could do. So it was kind of grab what materials we had access to and, and uh, make a you know studios and gallery out of because um, of budget, you know, the full works because there's no budget. Um, hence working with artists, you know. So, um, yeah, so it was built. It wasn't too much build. It was kind of a lick of paint, bit of carpet, and uh, you know, some for the studio areas, and then some dividing walls. But yeah, that that was you know that was kind of yeah raw, kind of you know four walls, and we just kind of enclosed it and made a space. Quickly outgrew that space, and mm. then I guess you met Ben in the time. Um, that we were at Lane's End, GT and Ben sort of were hanging out and Ben was sort of <clears throat> expressing that he would also like to have a space and maybe do his own space and we'd outgrown Lane's End within the 12 months quite quite yeah. quickly as you, we like within our studio space, we could really only fit one of our printers and you know we needed to scale up because um, the demand was there and it was sort of detracting having such a tight space detracting from what gt wanted to do in his own personal artwork and all of that so um you know with ben saying i'm keen to look at bigger places and gt going yeah why not bigger you fuck it <laughs> um so uh then came the hunt for a big space not too far postcode wise um that you know we just sort of i guess ben and gt went go big or go home mm. so we ended up in this gigantic i don't even know how many square meters this warehouse is in Six, richmond 650 670 yeah like big big warehouse um big empty shell and i guess they just put i uh, bit the bullet and got this huge warehouse that we're in now and um then i guess that was about a bit over a year ago now and we sort mm. of spent the first few months or, or the first few yeah. weeks stepping it out and speaking with artists and literally sticking tape on the ground to work out how much space they would like if they were to come on board and um, building sort of custom spaces like Ian, yeah. Ian Strange's space next door. You know, he had particular needs that needed to be met. So we're happy to sort of, we worked with artists and literally stepped it out or got a spray can and sprayed the ground and sort of said, well, this is what it'll be. And then from, you know, that kind of verbal handshake <clears throat> with the artists um, and GT and Ben um, kind of spearheading the whole thing, we really just went and just built the whole space. Mm -hmm. um, it, I would like to say it went up really quickly, but... Uh, I feel like if I go back into that that time, it was every second of every day we felt like we were building. But if the I end could was... go back in the time, I would pay someone else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we lost over over the year, like between myself, Jane, uh, Ben, and Nixie, like the effort that we all put into sorting this space oh, out, and you know, just getting it. You're, you're sitting in our space, our studio area, in here now, and. Which is um, massive, which really is, nice. It's, yeah. it's big. Like, you know, we've just had a bit of carpet put down on the floor literally two days ago. Um, that's, that's a year and a half. Caffeine's piece is the first piece to literally go up on the wall properly. You know, that's in place. So it's taken, it's taken us 
a good year to a year and a half to actually go, now it's time to focus on our space. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of going, oh, it's, yeah. It's like Tired. a builder, you know, a builder comes home, he doesn't work on his house. Mm. So, um, there were a lot of sort of, I guess, financial choices, which are same constraints with jobs that we would normally do elsewhere. Um, but sometimes it's best just to invest up front and then it doesn't come back to bite you in the ass later. Mm. Um, they made a decision like GT and Ben to rewire nearly the entire building and put LEDs in um, as warehouse lighting, super expensive. And we knew we would be here for a sort of four years plus um, and kind of just doing the maths on whether to use acoustics in the walls so that, you know, if factors over there hammering away, you know, everyone else isn't being too... Smoking is fake. You know, so there were there were definitely a lot of um, considerations when putting this space together and how it would flow, the communal areas for all of the artists. Like, we took into account not to just put a fridge and, you know... A, a fridge and a dirty chair like we actually wanted it to be a space where the you know there's 14 mm. or so artists in here that we wanted it to be a space that they would feel comfortable spending long hours in here as some artists do in their studios in the lead up to a show so we made sure we gave adequate room between you know obviously ben and gt's spearheading the whole thing it was really mostly them but enough room with you know people like Fletcher he invites a bunch of his friends around and they all hang out in the kitchen and they do bits and pieces together and so it's a space where you feel comfortable outside of your studio not just in your studio and we are still working on things and it, and it will take time to get the money behind getting you know other space. things well yeah more more comfortable like in summer we you know we were looking at adding additional sort of fans and all those kind of things but you know at the moment we just sort of have to just keep busting along yeah it will definitely be ongoing not going to stop yeah it's a good looking studio though because a lot of studios i go to are in like a ramshackled old Mm. warehouse or something and whereas this place is like walking into a brand new it is like everything. New, everything build, you, you see know. is brand new. Yeah, um, you know, bar the bar the external part of the building, everything on you know on the inside is brand new. Is brand so, new, yeah. What what have you called the studio? Because we just versus, go, oh, you going versus gallery and studios. Yeah, because so. I know there's versus gallery. I mm. thought the studio might have a different name. Yeah, no, we always it's call just, it the Richmond the Richmond studio. Yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> versus just, gallery just versus and studio because that the v, VS V Street kind of. Um, yeah, oh, that's really yeah, so it's a bit of that, and but yeah, mm. we're not. We thought we won't call it Fear Street because who knows? In five, six years, whenever if we move <laughs> out of here, we might else. decide to move yeah. elsewhere. Um, but uh, and and we're not even number one Fear Street. Like I, I did that with Lanes End. We were actually in Lanes End. We were something like eighty-seven A Kerr Street, and I changed it to four hundred four Fitzroy Street. Mm. And got away with it, like actually added it to Google Maps and everything. There was <laughs> there was no four hundred four um, Fitzroy Street because we had that back entry through the laneway, um, and then here it's actually forty five Beer Street. But I'm like, I think nah, it was divided but, into well, many businesses. One sounds better, <laughs> yeah. but no one else is on this. Like we literally take up Beer Maybe. Street is literally that court out the back and. Um, um, yeah, yeah, we're the only building on the whole block, but yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like it was um, when we moved in here, we kind of even just trying to connect the internet, it was like telling us that there were multiple businesses, multiple phone lines, multiple attachments. And so given the vast size of the space, um, I think there once upon a time would have been multiple businesses ran from mm. this within this block. So that's why it had so many different numbers. So I guess we kind of just said, nah, this is what it's going to be. This is what we're going to put it down as on Google. You can't miss us if we're number one. And, you know, you can't miss us with the gigantic Hesco painting on the front. And, mm. you know, we, we're, yeah, I guess in this space, running the gallery with Ben and GT and um, Nixie also helping out with tons of stuff. Um, we've been able to sort of push forward and, and hopefully the gallery picks up a lot. We really only opened the gallery about four months ago. And so moving forward with that, we're hoping to get a lot more people looking in through the doors and looking into the artist studios and knowing about the artists. And then I guess people who purchase from our gallery 
um, wanting to meet the artists and kind of really make the whole space a bit more a bit more fun mm. across the board. It's good that you've um, yeah you utilised a space in the in the studio for a gallery because there is so much space here. It's so like, much. It's like why not? Hey, you <laughs> yeah, know, and if, if you're always gonna you know you hear most days and all that type of stuff. So yeah. every day, yeah, literally so th- every day. Yeah, I guess the gallery at the moment um, is is really I mean, it's not it's not necessarily open for just walk-ins. That we just. Um, focus on a show and the gallery is open for a set day and set times um, throughout the show mm. and then can be contacted if other people want to view it outside mm. of those hours, um, which gives us also as running a business, Ben has his own business. It gives us time to also continue with our business outside of the gallery. So mm. it's working. It consumes a lot of time. It does. Mm. Yeah. Running a gallery consumes a lot of time. So I guess with that, it's it works well for both of us. So, yeah, sometimes I guess the space is vacant, but further down the line, um, you know, we would probably look at someone coming on and um, running that, and then renting the space out to events. And um, you know, there's some really cool kind of um, businesses around here, like awesome architect firms, and like we love to, you know, lend our sort of area and the scene to things like that, which in turn generates more money to put heaters and air cons into the spaces <laughs> yeah. for the artists. Like yeah, at the moment, like that's really going to be part of probably where the focus is. I mean, from the gallery is putting back into this space until it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And then who knows, who knows yeah, after yeah. that, we haven't thought that far ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> Still sort of just taking it one show at a time and building our, building our following and you know working with the artists and getting sweet murals out the front and all that sort of stuff cool so do you have any um any projects on the go at the moment this space literally we've kind of taken a little bar kind of the you know small installations and that to help out kind of friends and, and the like um we're just taking a bit of time to finish off our space. Hmm. It's, um, it was necessary because yeah, we didn't, look, I didn't this, even have a desk to sit Literally what, what you're sitting at right now um, was didn't exist a week ago. Yeah. Uh, this space was, <laughs> was th- this was like a bombshell. So we're, we're finally it. focusing on, on, uh, on um, what we're doing. So, um, well, tomorrow, uh, which is Saturday and Sunday, we've got a massive paint up, um, including all of the artists that are in the space. Um, We're putting on beers and barbecue and they're going to come down and give us a whole fresh lick of paint around the outside of the building um, for the opening of a new show. So the show at the gallery is called Troublemakers and it opens on Thursday. Thursday the 14th so some of the artists in our space that are in this show they're gonna um, put some paint on the outside make it look super fancy um, the show I think is <laughs> what are we up to about o- uh, over, over 80, 80 artists now wow. I think it was originally going to be 70 but when you've got the sort of like when the momentum's there why not literally had- go go to vsgallery.com.au or the VS Gallery the Instagram's list. got the most insane yeah. amount of Gallery posts. VS Gallery Melbourne. Mm. Um, You're probably uh, going to ask. You're in it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to say so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I guess the idea of the the Troublemakers show was really to showcase because we've been we've been under the radar for a while because we've we've all been really busy. Um, we've only had a few smaller shows here um, thus far, so it was a good way Not to really. sort of to 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 grab the community grab some of our favorite artists you know ben's got a lot of friends from outside of melbourne that he wants to invite down and wants to see their work in well, here ben's, and ben's curated this show yeah like he's he's kicked off the idea and gone right let's do this i was mm. like yeah love it yeah so it's it's a it is a kind of you know outside of the the troublemakers um moniker is is like it's a community thing um you know, something to get all the artists back together and, uh, you know, it's a focus on networking and getting back together again because it, it mm. kind of, it, it feels like over the last year or two, it's 
slowed down. There's been a couple of big, big key shows. Um, Everyone's just so busy that we're hoping this Thursday will give everyone an opportunity who's either showing work or their families. Oh, we're going to have a taco truck. Yeah, we're having a taco truck, so everyone should get down for that. Yes. And they're doing churros. beers. Mm, Churros. Churros. Um, Yeah, so I think we're all so excited to have that many artists and that many artists, friends and family in the one space, if they can all make it, if they can't, um, we probably don't have enough room for all of their friends and family in this space anyway, but we spew out onto the street. And and there's going to be a taco truck. (laughs) Did did we mention there'll be chocolate coated churros? Um, Yeah. So I guess this is going to be sort of the next step in another momentum of um, outreaching Mm. to a lot of artists that may potentially want to have solo shows with us later, Mm -hmm. um, give them an idea and a chance to walk around our space because we haven't really... We've flung the doors open Mm. for our previous shows, but in between shows, it's kind of like, you know, it's It's if you know the artists artists or if you're coming to meet up with someone. But Mm. this time we're doors open, Mm. you know... um, it's going to be insane, yeah. I think. It's going gone. to be a lot of people. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. And and as for the next shows after that, that's a secret. It's a secret. So is there anything else you guys are up to before we wrap this up? So I've started work as a, a indus- industry relations with a company called Art Chain Global. So that's a, uh, it's, it's a long story, but it's basically provenance uh, on, on the blockchain. So art on the blockchain. If you don't What's know a blockchain? What, in essence, it's what the technology of Bitcoin is. Okay. Um, so, but don't think Bitcoin, think the technology. Um, but yes, Artchain Global is who I'm starting work with, um, doing it as an industry relations, just helping out. So it's kind of grassroots. So we're helping artists put their information onto the blockchain, um, and it's basically a title registry that mm-hmm. is never ever going to be changed. So you put your information on there for your artwork; it's always there. Yeah. So basically, for you, like for an artist at your level, I'm sure you've probably done artwork in the past that you've um, been commissioned, and you've literally. It busted your ass to create this artwork and then it's kind of gone out the door to your client or to the gallery and then on sold and so on and you're like damn it I barely even got a good photo of it and mm. fuck, what like what size was it and so on and so forth you could literally be there in your studio gather the information directly onto the app and then as it goes out the door it's it's been tracked it's you, you, can you, track you know it's not lost it goes. you can lease it you can do there's a myriad of things that, that does, you can do with it. How does it track your art? Like, say you send, so say I take a photo and log it on, yep, and then I sell it to to you, yep, and then ten years later you on sell it to someone else. How, yeah, how do so I know well, where what is from? well? With first of all, there's it, it gets quite deep. It goes into smart <laughs> contracts, the design of a smart contract, which is part of the technology in the blockchain, um, and then that can you can have IoT devices. So we're developing. Um, embedded IoT devices in canvases. Okay. So you're, you can GPS track, humidif- uh, you can tell the what the humidity is, what pressure is on the artwork. You can tell if, if you've leased an artwork out, you can tell that it's been moved one inch. You'll get a notification on your app. Kind yeah. Of thing. Uh, there's a there's yeah it's a rabbit hole of information to go yeah. into it's okay. probably it's, yeah that's sort of good if, if your art's been like handled by people mm. who you don't 100 percent trust yes. or whatever yeah. it's good to well, know if, if like too much pressure's yeah. on well, yep. i mean yeah. even tell. just from what i gather will cole's posting mm. on facebook about is that you know he kind of says out of what is it four out of five or something like that don't don't quote me on the actual number but you're like quoted. when he ships artwork to Australia mm. or elsewhere, I, I guess he's sort of been noted as saying that, you know, more than half of his artwork gets either confiscated or just, you know, bunny ears like mm. um, lost mm. when he ships it. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if he could actually have proof that it made it to this location and then all of a sudden mm. someone exactly decided they wanted that, yeah. you know, that penis gun 
and it just all of a sudden disappears and never gets to its final location. So I think the penis, I don't know what you want to call it. So Um, nymphos is It just, it just, for someone that's not at that top end that, you know, like, you know, in the NGV and like have all these like Mm. fancy, you know, secure trucks transfer you know, furring their $100, $100,000 artwork, when you're not at that level, it still doesn't mean that you can't um, hold someone to account yeah. for either destroying or stealing. Like, the mm. amount of... More artwork probably gets stolen every freaking year than gets sold. Yeah. So it's a way of giving the power back to the people who put their asses on the line and trusted either freight companies or galleries or um people that are loaning it it just it brings it there's a lot of things it can do and it's uh yeah it's it's it's, a whole nother thing it's yeah it's basically a title registry um that Mm. is never you know it's immutable it can't be changed and it's forever there so the one the moment you put down that information it stays there and it follows your artwork yeah so that's um, cool. So what's it called? Art Chain. Art Chain Global. And it's like an app yeah. or something like that. It's not at the moment. So they're actually building the. So they're in partnership with Swinburne University mm-hmm. uh, at the moment. So the professors there uh, developing the actual architecture of the blockchain. So that stuff's kind of way over my head. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> it might have to be something that we um, delve into at a later time. But, but yeah, that's a, a side project that GT is um, really like, so they've just really had, interested in the technology. They've just had a, a, um, been published in the Australian. So the, hmm. the CEO, Kay Sprague, she's, um, you know, she's ex-JP Morgan, Citibank. Um, you know, she's quite a heavy hitter when it yeah. comes to business. Um, so she's, yeah, she's the CEO of Archain Global now. and Amazing woman, great. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's exciting stuff. But it's something to look deeper into and, and uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Cause that's, otherwise that's, I all, that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. game. That's a, that's a, a, for that. a yeah. that's sort of a, mm. a pet project that you're super interested in, yeah. um, that kind of technology lending mm. itself to artwork. That's another thing altogether. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. Cool. No worries, mate. Cheers for the beer. Yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> can I put my clothes back on now? Or? <laughs> <laughs>